Hi there, you're listening to episode 32 of the Beauty Business Podcast. Welcome along. My name is Adam Chatterley. I'm your host here on the Beauty Business Podcast. And if you're new around here, then I'm on a mission to help the independent businesses in the health, wellness and beauty industry to reach their business goals through simple, practical and focused business information. Now, we're all about the foundations here of building an incredible, rewarding, profitable and above all stress-free beauty business because who wants a business that stresses you out and keeps you up worrying all night, right? Now, I'm just a little bit more excited than usual today to bring you this episode because it's one I've had on my ideas for episodes board on the wall in my office for quite some time now. Now, the reason it's taken me so long to bring the episode to you is that not only did I have a concept in mind, which was how to five star your home salon or spa, but I also had one very clear person that I wanted as the guest on the show to talk about this topic with. And that's where the problem was. My guest today is so damn busy that it's taken until now to pin her down to record the episode. But I'm so glad I did because she brought her absolute A-game. This is a cracking episode for anyone out there with either a home-based beauty business or a salon, spa, clinic that they run on their own. Now, it's one of the things that I get asked about most frequently, and I wholeheartedly believe that running a salon, a clinic or a spa from your home shouldn't limit your potential at all. And for all those reasons that I've heard from home salon owners that make them feel in any way not as legitimate, quote unquote, as a salon or spa based in their own dedicated premises, well, there are just as many, if not more reasons why a home-based beauty business can actually exceed your more typical, again, in quotation marks, beauty business. And my guest today not only agrees with me, but has proven it to be 100% true. So who is this mysterious person that I speak of? Well, it's none other than Kerry Beavis, owner of the Revive Company, fairly new mum, and winner of Spa Therapist of the Year for 2016. So I'm going to stop talking now so we can get into the episode proper, but just a reminder that all the notes, all the links, all the quotes and nuggets of information that are in today's episode can be found on the show notes pages at www.beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash episode 32. Okay, let's get into it. Here's how to five star your home salon or spa. I'm still really proud of that title. Okay, so I'm very pleased to welcome to the podcast today, Kerry Beavis. Hi, Kerry. Hiya, hello, how are you? I'm very well, very well. How are you today? Yes, very well, thank you. It's a sunny day, it's I know. marvellous. Celebrating <laughs> the first day of sun in the UK this totally. year, which is nice. Yes. I was going to actually move some of my stuff outside and, and start recording actually outside, because it's not often that you get to yeah. sort of have some sun in the UK. Yes. Uh, and I thought, <laughs> no one would mind having like some birds tweeting in the background, but... The building behind me is having a load of renovation work doing, and the workmen just got out their power tools. So I was like, that's nah, not quite going to work. So Maybe I not. Better move no, back inside. Not today. <laughs> now, in truth, I've wanted to do an episode on this topic, I think, pretty much since season one of the podcast. And for some reason, I didn't manage to get it done in then, and also I didn't manage to get it done in season two. But I'm glad that we're finally talking about this topic. And if I'm really honest, It's actually always been Kerry that I wanted to bring on for this discussion. So I'm so pleased to have you here today, Kerry. Oh, bless you. Thank you very much. I'll blush. (laughs) Now, um, Kerry, uh, you've not sat still when it comes to your career at all in the health and beauty industry. I think that's pretty fair to say. And while I, at the beginning of the episode, gave a couple of highlights of your career and introduced you a little bit, for everyone listening, in your own words, 
could you give yeah. us a little more background, a quick potted history into yeah. your career so far? Okay, well, I started, I actually left a degree in jewellery design to go and train to be a beauty therapist or makeup artist. Um, and while I was doing my training, I was doing things for free, like sort of uh, cleaning lids of nail varnishes, loads of work experience. Finally got a job um, <clears throat> and I've just sort of worked my way up, worked in high street salons, spas, five star spas in Mayfair, um, had a little play with working for myself, mobile in between these little bits, but didn't really know what I was doing. Um, so I've just kind of worked my way up and I've also worked at like London Fashion Week, done things, just exciting things. I've always just gone, yeah, never said no to an opportunity. Um, and I've also been a teacher. I worked at a private beauty school for quite a while. Um, I just really love teaching actually. Um, and then I decided I've always wanted to do my own thing. Always thought I could do it better. <laughs> Might be a bit arrogant, I don't know. Uh, but yes, yeah, so I couldn't wait to then finally had the opportunity to go, yep, this is it, and go full, full um, blast into working for myself, basically. Brilliant. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. I missed out a couple of things there. Um, now, well, yeah. I, I, happen, I happen to know that you may have won some award at some point. Well, yes, that as well. Yeah, I did. Yeah, forget the big thing. Yes, so I won um, beauty professional beauty beauty therapist of the year in 2016. So that was the real biggie, um, and I've just always wanted to do it. I don't know why. I was just, just like, I'm just going to go for it. So I put myself up for it, put everything into it that I possibly could, um, heart and soul, and yeah, I won, and it all paid off. All the hard work paid off. So awesome. it was, uh, yeah. I, th I, think, I think that's definitely a theme with you. When you decide to do something, you do seem to put your absolute all into doing it. So, oh yeah, don't do it half-hearted. <laughs> and I just, I just want to ask. So, you, you mentioned there briefly, you left a, a degree in jewellery design to go yeah. and do beauty. What, what made you want to do that? Because that's quite a bold move in the middle of a, in the yeah, middle in the middle of a degree. degree. <clears throat> well, I suddenly realised I didn't have a passion for it, and to be in that sort of industry, you have to be prepared to work for free for quite a while and I actually wasn't and truth be told I don't think I was that good at it <laughs> I kind of <laughs> it was more like oh I really enjoy it but could I make a living out of it mm -hmm. um so then I thought right I'll go and do makeup artistry but then I had the you know the debt from a degree so I thought I don't really want to go back to study a degree another one mm -hmm. um, but I love the beauty so much like the facials and the massage um that it just kind of went from there and the journey started really the best thing, I'm glad I didn't. I always think if you really don't enjoy something, it's never too late to change your mind. Just what's stopping you? There's no excuse. Just stop it. Absolutely. Just do something that makes your heart sing, really. Totally. But what was it? I mean, what was it that actually made you pick then doing beauty rather than doing the jewellery course? Um, I just loved it. I've always really liked just beauty, the whole aspect of it. Mm -hmm. um, knew there was so much to learn about <laughs> it. Um, so I think a lot of people think it's the easy option, but it's not actually. If you put your heart into it, it's <laughs> blooming hard. There's a lot to learn. Um, yeah, I've just always wanted to do it just uh, and love the idea of working for myself with it as well yeah. and helping people. She, you know, people get a lot out of what I do, which is really great. That is great, yeah. No, yeah. Excellent. Now, obviously, I wanted you on the show today to speak to all those home salon owners to all those thinking about working from home and even those thinking about changing how they work, maybe moving from a salon or a spa to setting up their own home salon. And yeah. The reason I wanted you for this is really because of the success that you've had and just spoke about working for yourself from your own home salon. I mean, winning therapist of the year 
Yes. If that doesn't prove that a home salon is just as serious a business and a career as, you know, owning and working in more traditional high street salon or spa, then yeah. I don't really know what is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I, even when I um, told some people that I'd applied for this award, um, even some people that have had salons went, oh, it's really hard to get, you know, oh, it's mm. really hard. And almost doubted that I, little old me that works from a room in my home would get it. Um, so that made me more determined. I was like, right, I'll show you. Yeah, I'll show you. <laughs> Don't tell me <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh... we're going to be talking about how to specifically up your game when it comes to running your home spa and delivering that five-star customer service. And before yeah. that, I know we're going to get into some real kind of practical issues. But before we get onto those, I want to know, when it comes to this topic, and you've kind of hinted at it there in terms of what some people said to you when you went for the award, um, but is there a kind of is there a really big mind shift needed, do you think, for a lot of home salon owners? Do you think it's still possibly seen or could be seen as more of a kind of a hobby if you work from home by by people oh. outside or even within the industry? Oh yeah, totally. People think that people come to my home, they have a cup of tea, I do their nails, we have a little chat about the weather, and that's it, and off they go, and off I go and clean my house and just potter around and don't actually work. And that's could be further from the truth it's like no this is a business that I run I market I have to do PR um but people yeah they just think that um yeah it's not a, a proper job if you like you know it's been said to me before but I have to wear a lot of hats to do yeah. what I do to make a living to pay my mortgage my bills and have surplus cash and savings um it is a business I do a service I get paid for it Yep. It's not a hobby. <laughs> Absolutely. But I, th I think still that mentality kind of exists a little bit. And this is something that we're going to get to more as we talk here to some of the actual home salon owners themselves. And it's it's a big kind of mental hurdle to get over, I think, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, but you are just because you're in the home, you're not doing any less work than someone that's got a posh spa or, you know, a beautiful salon. It's, you can still make your home look beautiful for people and still Absolutely. provide a top notch service. Love it. Right. Let's get down to business, shall we? So yeah. first up, why mm -hmm. a home salon? What's the good and what's the not so good about okay. running a home-based well, beauty business? The good stuff is you earn more money. So if you're working for someone, obviously you only get probably like just over minimum wage and a bit of uh, commission. But when you work for yourself, what you earn is what you get, although you have costings, mm -hmm. obviously, um, but you do earn more. Can't can't deny it. Um, and it's your way and your rules. So you know, working for someone, you have to do have holiday when they say you have to do everything their way, their protocols. Um, but when you work for yourself, you can just you're free to do whatever you want, change your mind when you want. It's it's just a freedom of how you want to work, basically. Um, and you've, one of the other benefits, you haven't got other therapists there mucking up your room so where you put your spatulas no one's gone off and stolen them into another room <laughs> the bane of a, a therapist's life yep. and it's just it is it's just your way and if that's how you want to be then it's just perfect for you um the bad bits are people are coming into your home if you don't have the luxury of having an outbuilding and mm -hmm. uh, people are in your home it can disrupt your family life um you know, my, I've got a baby and now he has to go to bed a little bit later to accommodate for people that come come into the home later. But it works. He wakes up later. So it doesn't bother us too much. <laughs> um, and you have to be self-motivated. So if you're somebody that just wants clients to fall on your lap, yeah. it's not going to happen. You're going to have to really get yourself out there and learn to overcome 
a lot of blockages about confidence and stuff. You just got to sell yourself, basically. Um, you have to wear a lot of hats and learn a lot about sales and marketing. It's not just providing a good service. You have to be prepared to learn all these extra bits and bobs. Mm -hmm. But to me, that's not a bad thing, so I enjoy it. But yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. Good, great teaching just for yourself, great lessons to yeah, learn. Yeah, totally. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, and obviously, last thing, if someone complains, which doesn't really happen a lot, but if someone's got a problem arises, you don't have a manager to say, what do I do? Mm. You kind of have to sort it out yourself. That could be a negative if you've got a difficult client. <laughs> so it's good sides and bad sides. It's, it's worth, yeah, listing yeah. those out if you're thinking about either starting your own home salon or or changing how you work to that because whilst the whilst it's easy sometimes i think to focus on all those good things there are those kind of slight negatives that if you're not yeah. a self-motivated person if you're not someone who likes to deal with the the bad side of things when people complain and things then then maybe maybe it may not be the right for you so just yeah. consider all the good all the bad, bad. and also yeah, sorry and if you really like working in a team Obviously, you're not going to have that. So if you're a real light, although you're, you know, you're with people, you've still got your pro head on all the time. You never yep. have anyone to bounce off going, oh, God, what a day. You are on your own. Yeah. But you find a network out there to help support you with that. Absolutely. Do you think Do you think in terms of getting clients, do you think it's more difficult to get clients to come to a home spa salon than it is to go um, to a... Tradition? I find a lot... No, actually, I find a lot of people prefer a home salon, actually. Like, people, it's more sort of comforting. You haven't got that big waiting room area, like a, you know, like a doctor's surgery waiting for in and out. Yeah. It's not rushed. Um, you know, I take my time. So I've not had any problems. I think a few people might go, well, this is a bit weird. But then by the time they're in their, in my room, they could be anywhere. Absolutely. And the door shut, doesn't matter. And the thing I always think is it's, you know, they're getting that complete exclusive use one-to-one yeah. -one service that you're not going to get in a salon you're always going to potentially be handed off to someone else so they've got to go out the room because they've got to answer something whereas when people are with you you're just 100 percent focused on them totally so. yeah exactly. absolutely cool now let's say people have gone through those those pros and cons and they've decided yep, yep home salon is for me yeah what are the initial things in terms of let's say that the practicalities and maybe some of the legal things that they need to think about and need right. to address Okay, so start getting people into their house. Yeah, exactly. So first of all, obviously, you need to make sure you've got beauty insurance. So make sure all your qualifications that you've got are insurable. So that's number one. So make sure that um, you've got that. Home insurance. So you need to check that your home insurance covers you as well. As well as if you've got a mortgage, you need to get in touch with your mortgage provider to make sure that you're not committing an offence by working from home. Okay. Um, and also, if you rent, you need to get in touch with your landlord because, again, you might not be able to run a business from home if you rent your property. So check those things out. So the last thing you want to do is start this wonderful business and then have to stop it. Um, so that would never look good. Um, let the council know because yep. sometimes, I mean, I have. They're not particularly bothered that what I'm doing. But just to cover your back in case, you know, if you're doing like electrolysis and things, they need to come out and inspect your premises. Um what else? Also, music license. So if you're ah, going to yes. play music, yeah. big one, either use like royalty-free music or there's um, iChill, which is, you know, a monthly sum and then you get it's all royalty-free music. Yeah. Or make sure you get in touch. It's a PPL stroke PRS. They've come together now mm -hmm. uh, this year. So you just need to get a music license. Otherwise, they'll be knocking on your door and you will have a fine. Um, so they're the main 
legalities. Um, you might want to get a first aid training just in case someone faints on you. you don't what, yeah, yep. what you want to do. Um, but they're the things that you must have in place before we do anything <laughs> i would say yeah i think if you're so if you're listening in outside of the uk yeah. the, the music license thing will still apply most people don't even realize this but if you're going to play any kind of music in what's suddenly called a public environment and it may seem weird even if it's your home it's yeah. as soon as you're inviting clients in they're not your friends they're not your family and it applies you have to have a license you can be yeah. fined if you are found to be essentially, it's called broadcasting music, even though there's maybe only one other piece, person in there at a time. But yeah, you can be fine, so you have to do that. And I, I think uh, a couple of the notes I made for myself as well. As soon as you're inviting people into your home and it's a business, you also need to be covered with various uh, additional, I think, electrical safety certificates. Oh, yes. So in the UK, yeah. I think you need to get your all your plugs and things, um, what they call it, pat tested in the UK. Uh, yeah. There'll be equivalent things in other countries, I'm sure. And you might need additional gas certificates and, and things like that. So there's pro there's there's loads of information about this um about working from home and, and a lot of that will kind of generally apply but it's absolutely best it doesn't cost a huge amount of money it will be some upfront cost but it's best to get yourself all covered for those kind of things before you start inviting people into your home and like you say you'd hate to build uh start to build this great business and yeah. then have to even shut it down or even just put it on hold whilst you get all this stuff sorted out it's best to do it in the first place yes definitely Okay, now on to a topic that I know you're passionate about. And if anyone's ever listened to me say anything, write anything, then they know that it's it's my biggest bugbear, and that is pricing. Now, I have had recently, in the last couple of weeks, I've had one of my students come to me and say, when we were talking about prices, and they actually said to me, well, I can't charge as much as the salons in my area because I'm working from home. I had to kind of count to 10 before I answered. Um, <laughs> then she said, because it's a home spa or salon, you can't charge as much for treatments. I was like, okay, hang on a minute. Just need to calm down for a second. So what would you say to this, Kerry? Um, I would have to count too. It's, uh... <laughs> yeah, there's really, you're still, you don't have the overheads granted and you don't have all the staff and all that, but you're still giving a an amazing service. And if anything, it's better because you don't have people outside making loads of noise. You're you're offering a bespoke luxury service that's just catered just to one person without the world and his wife being outside the door. Um yeah, definitely. You still need to be charging on par with salons. Definitely. Yeah, and don't don't be limited by that as well. Don't just charge what other salons are charging. No. You know, you work out what your value is. And to me, this is another thing as well. It's like, yes, you're not in a salon environment and someone potentially could, or this is probably, I'm going to go out and say this, this is probably your own hang up more than anyone else's. Yes. Uh, yeah. I'm going to be willing to bet Kerry, no one's ever come and said to you, oh, why are you the price you are? Why are you not cheaper than a salon? No, definitely. Exactly. No, they wouldn't. And if they did, I'd be like, <laughs> don't come then. <laughs> so this is it. So they're getting your, your focused attention. They're getting as good, if not better a service because of that. So why, yeah. why shouldn't you be? the price you want to charge in your area. So we're not going totally, to go yeah. crazy on it. And yeah, so. Yeah, that's it. I always sort of, and you have to work out your costings just because if you keep comparing yourself to everybody else, you don't know how much their, uh, you know, their wax costs or, <clears throat> excuse me, like you say, their own mental blockages over money. 
you just can't compare yourself to anybody else. You need to know your own value, how much it's actually costing you and how much you want to make. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Because if you base your prices on someone else's, um, you know, and I've done so much work with people on this and honestly, 95% plus of salons are not charging the right price for their treatment. So if you base your prices on or around what someone else is charging, then you're just copying what they've done and not charging the right price for your treatment. So honestly, no, please, exactly. please price your treatments <laughs> accordingly. I've written so many things about it. I'll put links in the show notes to everything I've written. Please price your your treatments correctly. Yes, don't undersell yourself. Absolutely. And when it comes to um, kind of still on, on the area of pricing, when it comes to attracting clients, um, you know, what, what kind of tips and, and things have you used on that? Sorry. On attracting clients? Yeah, so. Uh, getting people in. Yep. Uh, Social media is huge. Um, so you need to get yourself on social media to get people into your business. And also just think outside the box. Like don't be afraid to approach people to like collaborate with people. So you so you're seen as like the beauty expert in your area. The worst they're gonna say is no. And then you go, oh, okay, fine, I'll go on to somebody else. Yeah, it's just yeah, you've got to get yourself out there and be seen as the expert really so collaborate with magazines that are local to you um if you don't like writing that might not be the thing for you but just uh you just got to get yourself out there so that people know about you and don't just think delivering one set of leaflets is going to do it because it won't no <laughs> now one other thing that i get a lot when i'm speaking to clients and students and people in general who run their own home spas is on the topic of retail sales now yes. i hear it all the time oh i can't retail as well because i work from home again yeah. what would you say to that kerry no i've had a whole uh, cupboard stocked with retail you can stop it's it's part of your treatment i think everyone has this mental block about treatments you know you do your nice facial okay ta-da see you next week but if they're still using their imperial leather <laughs> on their face what a waste of money it completely is i just think it's your duty to educate people to use this stuff, um, you know, and be passionate about what you sell. Don't bother selling stuff that you don't believe in because then you won't want to sell it. Um, but it's just part of the whole experience of people coming to you. Um, you don't have to be a pushy salesperson to do that no, at all. No, and you're absolutely right. It comes down to if you believe, if you truly believe the products you're using and you should um, are yeah. beneficial, then it's not selling. It's It's helping. You know, yeah, recommending. Yeah, and people, and at the beginning of a treatment, I always ask, like, you here just to relax or do you actually want a solution to xyz if they want a solution then you're you're opening that gate to say well you want a solution here it is brilliant brilliant love Basically. it so yeah. it's not rocket science people um <laughs> and one other thing that actually kerry you mentioned when we were talking about the episode the other day that i, that I thought was was really great to point out because someone's in your home it's probably really easy for you to go oh hey would you like a cup of tea would you like a snack would you like something like that and yeah. you've got to remember that that that's lovely and that's great and that's incredible customer service but all of these things coming out of your profit as well so yes if you're going to do that kind of thing make sure i'm not saying charge for them individually you could do absolutely it's still a business yeah, remember yeah. but you know yeah. make sure you're building those things into your prices as well totally honestly a bit a slice of lemon in some tap water they go wild for <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't cost you a lot <laughs> Love it. I love that. We're on exactly the same page yeah. when it comes to pricing here. This is fantastic. Right. Now, before we get into your top tips to five-star your home spa, I just need to say a quick word on behalf of the sponsor for this episode. 
Oh, hey, sorry, just wanted to interrupt for a second there to tell you about our sponsor for today's episode. Okay, if you manage your own business, then more than most, we're looking for ways to simplify our lives, right? Now, sometimes that simplification comes in the form of needing a quick injection of funds for your salon or spa. Well, that's where the Cabbage Card can help to simplify and cover all those expenses in one simple place. Now, the Cabbage Card is linked to a line of credit, just like a loan, but easier to organize, of up to $250,000, giving you the flexibility to make purchases with cash, with checks, or wherever credit cards are accepted. Now, you can easily apply online and get a quick decision with no lengthy forms to fill in, and then access the amount of money that you need for everything from supplies and stock to bills and even travel expenses. And don't worry, you're in safe hands too, because Cabbage has already funded more than $4 billion. They're trusted by over 130,000 businesses and are A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. So, get the security of a line of credit with the convenience of a card. Just visit cabbage.com forward slash beauty business. And because they're such good friends of the show, you'll get a $100 gift card simply for qualifying. So, why not do it now? But remember, to get the $100 gift card, you need to go to cabbage with a K. So, that's K-A-B-B-A-G-E dot com forward slash beauty business. Now, credit lines and pricing are subject to periodic review and change. This is not a revolving account. Individual requests for capital are separate instalment loans. All cabbage business loans are issued by the Celtic Bank, a Utah chartered industrial bank and member of the FDIC. Okay, let's get back to today's episode. Okay, and we're back and ready to dive in with Kerry's five top tips to five star your home spa or salon. So grab those notebooks if you haven't already. Okay, Kerry, let's go for it. Okay, so number one is your five-star customer experience starts right at the beginning from that initial contact, from how you interact with them through email, phone, text message, however you interact, it needs to be. Just think that you are creating this amazing experience from the moment that they get in contact with you, all the way through your treatment, when you meet them, to the moment they leave your salon, and even days after, you need to be thinking about their experience experience to make it memorable so they're all you are always in their train of thoughts when they think about having a treatment so that's my number one okay number two is you need to pay attention to every tiny detail so really make notes on your record card about that particular client so if there's a type of music that they like make sure that they are that you're playing it before they enter the room if they like a certain scent again remember that you've got that in your room Find out about family so you know you can ask them about how Uncle Joe's doing now he's out of hospital. <laughs> um, but also if they want to, um, they don't like their feet touch, be ready to just cater your treatment to what they want. They are the customer, they are paying. So whatever they really want you to do, do it in reason. Okay. I mean, that okay, is, make that, a happy campaign. Yeah, that's yeah. that's one of the benefits of of having your business in in totally. your space that you can absolutely tailor it to everyone's needs. And and this comes back to that whole. In some ways, it's almost easier to to give a, a five star high end service treatment to people in your space on your own because you're not having to work to someone else's time scales or share the room or all those kind of things. So, so this all kind of kind of comes back to that mind shift for yourself of of treating your own business like it is a five star spa. Totally. Um, and not that it's a home-based business and therefore you, you scrimp on these kind of things. Yeah, exactly. And okay. I know t- time is money, but sometimes that person might need an extra just five minutes of 
chilled out time yeah. and you've got that you know freedom to be able to do that um so my top tip number three is if you go out and think of three businesses that you think give outstanding customer service that you just like love going to you just love it everything about it makes you excited then think what you can copy and implement in your own business just because you're doing beauty and your favorite shop might be a coffee shop what do they do to make you feel like really valued and amazing as a customer so copy it Love Make sure you one. copy them. Yeah, steal everyone else's ideas. Not as in steal people's, you know, actual ideas, but yeah, I totally, totally on board with it. I always think, um, for me, it's completely outside of the industry, but I always think you, when you, if you've ever been into an Apple store, yes, um, you know, it it feels like you're just going into a, a friendly place where you're going to learn things. And yeah. There's there's not even a, a sales desk anymore. Everyone's just walking around and they're just helpful and they smile at you and all that kind of thing. It doesn't feel pushy ever. Um, no. and yeah, I always sort of think, yeah, how can you bring those kind of aspects into any business where, you know, there isn't this formal reception desk and you suddenly feel, all right, now I've got to go to this desk with a till that I've got to pay. How can you do those kind yeah. of things in your business? Brilliant. Yes, okay. Totally. Um, number four is make sure that you're getting in contact with clients, I would say 48 hours after their treatment. So, Whatever they've had, especially if they're new clients, but even if they're regular, don't get complacent. Um, text them, ring them, call them, whatever you want to do to get in contact with them. First-time clients, I would generally always call first, yeah. to be honest, um, just to see how they're getting on, how their skin feels now um, after their treatment, how they're getting on with any products that you gave them, any advice, any samples. Um, it's not a sales call, so don't get all pitchy. Yeah. It's purely just to see how they are and how they're getting on with it if they've got any questions and also it nips any problems in the bud. So say if one of their nails is peeling, you straight then there can nip it in the bud, you know what's happened and they can come back in and you can rectify it um, rather than go, well, she was no good. It started to peel and never heard from her again. So it just eradicates all of that. And it makes them feel really special. Like just that you care. It's not just, getting their money and leaving yeah. you and that's again um, another thing you can do and it's your business because you're not dealing with hundreds of clients no you, you know at the end of the day you can just phone the the whatever five to ten clients you had from two days ago and it, it shouldn't yeah. take you that long and that's you no know, exactly an amazing amazing service to, to be able to offer people yeah exactly it's lovely people love it Brilliant. um and then number five is just send out a handwritten card with a thank you on so if you've got like a loyal yes. client or even just a new client if like when you think how excited you get when something comes through the post when it's not a bill yeah. and you think oh that's the <laughs> you think oh what's this and if it's just to say thank you um then people again remember you and think oh, i'll go back to her and you know, if, if they're going through a rough time and you put that in your little card, they'll think, oh, how sweet. And they'll, they will remember you and want to go back to you with their treatment. Absolutely true. And nobody does that. So no, I, it's, it's a big thing in business. If you are doing something that nobody else is doing, you absolutely stand out from the crowd. Totally. So that is a yeah. fantastic, fantastic idea. Love it. Yeah, oh, thank you. Yeah, they're awesome. my top five. Love it. That those are fantastic, and it it just goes to show. You know, if you treat your own business like it's a five star spa or salon, then that's how people will view it. And if you give that kind of service, then that's how people will see it. And this all comes back to what we were talking about earlier in terms of price. If you're offering this level of service, people don't care that you might be more expensive than other places because they're getting this one to one service that they cannot get anywhere else. Yes, exactly. Perfect. Okay. So I think that is a great place to wrap things up for this episode. This has been 
fantastic. I'm so pleased I finally got you on the on the podcast, Kerry. Thank you for asking. <laughs> Thank you for sharing your time with us today. Thank you. Now then, if anyone wants to connect with Kerry to find out a bit more, because clearly she is the go-to person on anything to do with running your home spa, and I believe you've you've started up your own training academy now, haven't you? Yes, I have. Yep. Um, my, my course, I've got one course at the minute. It's a makeup course and I'm accredited by professional beauty, which is really exciting. Wow. So there's going to be lots of other courses on their way soon, which is, and I've been teaching for years, so I know my stuff. She does. She definitely does <laughs> yeah. people. So, okay. So Kerry, if people want to connect with you, what's, where's the best place for people to go uh, on either the internet pretty much the internet Where, where's the best place yeah. for people to go to connect with you okay well i have a facebook group um now that i've set up for solo therapists so if you are home-based uh rent a room or if you're mobile and it's called the revive co pro um and basically that's where i offer information also you can put up questions and um, but i do things like workbooks challenges um webinars are soon to come it's just a little place where we can all connect and still learn and build your business muscle and so you don't feel so alone on those days yes. where you're just like oh god i have a question um, so that's one of the good places or you can always email me at kerry at the revive and i'll be happy to answer any questions wonderful thank you very very much that's really right, appreciate being welcome. oh bless you thank you i'll put all those links up on the show notes pages which you can find at beautybusinesspodcast.com um and uh, yeah we'll make sure that everyone can find you easily on there lovely great thank you no problem at all thank you again kerry so there you go i challenge you not to have enjoyed that episode how amazing is kerry absolute proof that running a salon a clinic or a spa business from your home should not in any way be a limit on your potential on your earnings your achievements or even your ambition so there were lots and lots of great takeaways from today's episode. And to save you remembering them all or scrabbling around for that pen and paper, we have the show notes page with all the notes, the quotes, the timestamped goodness on it. Just head over to www.beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash episode 32 or click on the link in the podcast description on your phone to get your hands on it. Thank you so much for listening along today. I know how busy you all are and how precious everyone's time is these days. So I really do appreciate you taking the time to listen to the show all the way through. Now, did you know you can show your love for the podcast by leaving me a rating or a review on iTunes? Well, you can. Just head over to iTunes or I think you can even do it on the podcast app on your phone or the mobile phones and podcast applications are available. Give me an honest star rating out of five and if you can spare just 30 seconds, leave me a bit of a review and even tell me what you'd like to hear more of on the show. Now, an iTunes listener in the United States did exactly that. Heidi on iTunes says, I just listened to the show for the first time and I was so inspired. It gave me a fresh excitement for my work and really encouraged me to know that I really can achieve what I want to in this industry. Thank you so much for this podcast. Heidi, you are very welcome indeed. That's exactly why I do this show. And I'm really glad that you are inspired and get in touch. Please keep me updated about exactly what you want to achieve and how you get on with it. Now, that's it for this week's episode. Next week, we're talking about a topic that seems to be filling up my Facebook feed at the moment morning routines but don't worry i've got a bit of a different take on this and as a dad of two small children one who's four and the other who's just about to turn two i love the idea of a morning routine to set myself up for an incredibly productive day 
But when my son wakes up screaming at 10 past five in the morning, that morning routine has gone out the window fast. So listen to my take on what you really can do in the morning to help maximize your day. See you next week.